welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Knight. I'm Andrew Nichols. And today on the show, we're talking about the next 12 months in the New Zealand property market. Now, this actually comes because here we are on a Sunday morning, is it this Gallivanting nice? around? What was the word you used last time? Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was sashaying or something? <laughs> was it that? Yeah, still funny. Well, no, I'm no longer sashaying. What are you doing this time? Well, I'm sitting here at Need on Benson, which is a lovely new cafe in my local. And up rocks Ellie, local podcast listener, says, hello, you're Ed. And actually, I've been trying to take you to this cafe for a long time. <laughs> I was time. just about to say, how come you never take me to these places? I've been trying to take you there. <laughs> oh, no, I'm always too busy. I want to hang out at Soba. So Ellie rocks up, which is always nice. I love being podcast listeners, you know, just out and about, start having a chit-chat. And of course, the first question I want to know is, you know... What's your favourite episode? No, well, that, and what are you investing in? What are you investing in? I always want to know that. And she and her partner, I, I think she had a partner, I'm pretty sure, said, oh, I've just bought a property. I think it was actually down in Christchurch, I think. And she said, now, here's the thing, Ed, I've got quite risk-averse parents. They're saying, oh, well, you got to think about this, or what about yeah. vacancy? What about, oh, the market's going to hell in a handbasket? Not investors, I'm guessing. I can't remember. I don't think I went into the details. I'm um, willing to bet you breakfast at need, Ali texts in when you, when you listen to this, <laughs> that they're not investors. I'm going with not you're going for well email me or text text in Ellie because I want to know because I look forward to having my complimentary breakfast shouted by Andrew Nicholl delete that email and never tell no she never messaged in so copy me in Ellie (laughs) and she wanted to know well I want to know what the next 12 months look like now look Ellie our guess is as good as anyone's anyone's But we're not shy about telling you what we think. So here's what we think. What's number one, Andrew? Well, interest rates bang on the rise. They are going to keep going up. And we already know what's going to happen. The Reserve Bank will rise the OCR. And there'll be headlines on the news sites talking about the rising interest rates. Investors act surprised as if it was going to happen. But you shouldn't be surprised. You'll listen to this show. You should have known that this was kind of going to happen. So it is happening sooner than perhaps we we originally thought, but the Reserve Bank has got this terrible task of having to control inflation. So it's happening. And I think it's important to note as well that, you know, sometimes, and we were talking about this just before we hit record, Andrew, that investors see the OCR rise on the day. Oh my gosh, no. Oh, it's gone up another 0.5%. Start freaking out. I really think investors need to keep a cool head because this is going to keep happening. The Reserve Bank modelling for the last probably six months have signalled that they're going to raise the OCR up to around that 3% mark. Today we're at one and a half. So we are in for another perhaps five raises in the OCR over the next 18 to 24 months. So when you see them, don't act surprised. They're going to happen. I'm telling you now, they are going to happen. We need to be prepared for when that happens. Yeah. What are we going to do? What, how are we going to react to it? And not panic about it. And look, if you're wondering what sort of interest rates we're working off for our modelling now, again, no one can predict the future, but we kind of base some of our stuff off Tony Alexander's modelling as well. His predictions are right now, he kind of a 4.5% is a pretty safe rate for a one-year fixed. Next year, probably 5.25. The following year, 2024, getting around that 5%, so starting to head on the way down. And 2025, we're working on 45 but Tony does go lower than this. And this is for the one-year rate, isn't it? Correct. So, I mean, again, some people might choose to have a bit more certainty and fix for a higher rate for a longer period of time, but for someone rolling a one-year rate, that's kind of what roughly what we kind of expect to happen. Now, what can you actually do to respond to this? The first is to prepare yourself, and Manuel, I am talking to you. You can also run a cash flow. I think this is really important. Important. Take our ROI calculator. You can download it on our website. If producer 
producer David reminds me, I'll link it in the show notes. And the other thing you could do in the latest version, we talked about this, I think, in episode 966, I think it was, which is start putting away the money now. If you know that you're going to have to contribute more money to your investment property in the future, because it's negatively geared, and you can afford to start putting away more money now, that is going to help ease your cash flow later on. We've also talked on the show about debt financing those contributions by setting up a revolving credit. I think that was 966 as well. And, oh no, it wasn't 966, it was episode 959 because there were six other strategies as well on there to prepare for those. What's the next one that's going to happen? House prices will probably fall a bit further and the predictions tend to be around 8 to 10% from the peak downwards. Now we're at 62 at the moment, according to the Ryan's house price index. So I keep telling people, the bottom of the market will come way before you think it's here. So, you know, they're talking about these drastic drops, but, you know, we're already a big chunk of the way there, 75% of the way there, potentially. And the thing to remember is once things start looking better, the deals that we talk about on the show at the moment, you know, being able to get a really good price from a developer, they're going to disappear. And also remember that some regions are going to be far more resilient than others. The less vulnerable ones are Canterbury, Taranaki, and the top of the South Island. The more vulnerable ones, Wellington, Palmerston North, Onganui and Gisborne. What can you do to respond to that situation? I think you've got to be realistic that this is what happens in markets. Prices go up and prices go down. So if you are in the market for an investment property, it's going to be a great time to buy. Currently is, especially when prices are on the way down. And I think that's your point there. When prices are on the way down, great to get a deal. When they're on the way up again, harder to start getting that deal. Now, the other thing that I want to point out, and I think this is going to be really big for you, Ali, is that rents are going to rise to compensate for some of this. And that is also going to cause some political parties to hop up and down. So for instance, rents are increasing at their fastest level since 2007. The fastest level in the last 15 years. And that's according to Stats New Zealand data, the flow of rental properties. On top of that, I saw that the Trade Me Rental Price Index, just to give you another set of data to prove my point, is that Rents are up 6.5% per year in New Zealand, according to the Trade Me Rental Price Index. And I just think, you know, what are some reasons why I think this is going to continue? I think certainly one of them is that property investors are having a change in attitude. So when we did our big survey with the New Zealand Property Investor magazine, I really noticed a change in people's sentiments. They were saying things like, you know, what do you... I used to try and keep my rent at a below market level to keep my tenants, to try and be a good landlord. But I'm faced with extra taxes, high interest rates, high compliance costs now. I need to bring that up to the market level. So I think we're going to see some of that adjustment. And no one benefits from a property being sold underneath the tenants because you can no longer sustain it. Those tenants in that case have to move somewhere else. The other thing that's going to cause rents to keep increasing, obviously inflation is a big one we all know about, but also the change of Airbnbs. As we really start to open our borders, see people come back, I do expect more Airbnbs to change from long-term rentals over to become Airbnbs, that's going to decrease the supply, that's going to push rents even further. So I think the main thing that I want you to think about is not just, yes, the good old usual, bring your rent up to the market level, I'm going to keep saying it until you actually do it, but there are going to be calls for tighter tenancy laws. 
I think we're going to see more calls for rent control, especially from the Green Party and Te Party Māori, and also rental warrant of fitnesses. There's going to be more noise about this. These will all be bad ideas, and I'm just encouraging you to steal yourself. Again, just prepare that when you see those news headlines, don't freak out. I'll give you a good example. Back on the 3rd of February this year, 2022, Associate Minister for Housing, Potter Williams, came out and said there was nothing off the table yeah. when it came to trying to regulate tenancy or I should rather say, to try and help tenants. And we all took that to mean rent control. Oh my gosh, rent control could be coming in. Five days later, out comes the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, saying, we are not considering rent control. So it turns out that there were a few things that were off the table. <laughs> so look, this is the nature of politics. This is the nature of mainstream media, is that we do tend to see things, you know, something comes out, something said, it's a big scary headline, we lose our minds. And then not always do things turn out to be so bad. The next thing we're going to see is banks loosening their credit standards, but also tightening them at the same time. So whilst they're making it easier by taking away DTIs, rolling back some of the triple CFA changes, and eventually we'll see some loosening around the LVR restrictions when the market bottoms out, we're still going to see some stuff getting harder. So I think the biggest thing we're going to see is the servicing test rates increasing. Banks are going to have to assess your loan applications on higher interest rates now because we're seeing an upward trend and they like there to be fat between the rate that you're paying and the rate that you could possibly pay in the future. And I think the other thing as well, when you've got to respond to those, the, the banks tightening, you know, I always think the trouble with property investment is you don't often get to decide when you buy your next investment property. Like, for instance, Andrew, if somebody said to me, when do you want to buy your next investment property? You'd say yesterday. <laughs> Tomorrow, mate. Like, today. Give me a contract. I'll sign it if I had the borrowing capacity, which at the moment I unfortunately don't. I'm working on that to try and get my next one. So who does decide that? The bank does. The bank is the ultimate decider of whether you are going to be able to buy or not. So that's why I always say the way you respond to this is you buy when you can. So if you know the fact that servicing or UMI is the main thing holding you back or that is going to hold you back, uncommitted monthly income, then a change in the servicing test interest rate could be quite material for you. It could be the difference between being able to buy or not. Now, if you expect those to rise further, which I absolutely think they will, then that might be the kicker that you need to say, I need to go invest right now. But look, what are some of the other things you can do? All of the things that I actually think we should call them like the core principles of the podcast, which is buy when you can, raise your rents to the market level, look to the long term. Those are the main things. I think the other thing we're going to see a lot of people talking about is the risk of a recession. Now, look, we broadly escaped this in 2020, but there is a chance of an economic downturn. People cutting back on their spending because of lower confidence. That can be driven because house prices falling. Oh, I'm not feeling as wealthy anymore because the value of my house is going down. I'm not going to eat out Better as much. Better pay my mortgage for down. Well, that's the other thing, higher debt servicing costs, people having to put more money towards paying the bank as opposed to you know, going out and spending. And I think the other big thing at the moment is migration. We're seeing some people move overseas yes. at the moment. Right now, borders still closed a bit, not getting as many people in. That's meaning we might see negative migration, but that'll move in cycles. So I think that there is definitely going to be at least a possibility of an economic downturn. Now, what does that mean? Look, to be honest, at the last time we had a recession back in the GFC, the real economy, once you adjust for inflation, declined by about 2.6%. So That's a lot. Nothing, really. 
it's a smaller amount than I think most people would think. So while the word recession sounds quite scary, you know, I think there will be a concentration of pain among a small number of businesses. Now, what can you do to respond, Andrew? Well, I think if you're employed, you just need to be making sure you keep your job. <laughs> so don't do not do anything at the uh, Friday drinks that might get you fired. But also the other part is if you're- so- Why are you looking at me so intently when you say that? <laughs> it was for you. And I guess the other part to it is if you're a self-employed person, maybe you need to be you know keeping an eye on your expenses to make sure if you do have a small dip in business this year that you can still afford to keep trading. I think the other thing there that's going to make this one different from other- downturns if we do if we do see one and that is a big if is that it's going to be more about being able to supply your customers you see the big issue that we see at the moment is people not being able to get staff people not being able to get materials for their businesses and so it's moved from a hey I need to find customers issue to hey I need to be able to supply the customers I have hey look so Ellie that answers your question this is what we expect to see in the next 12 months as much as it might sound all doom and gloom for me it's not for me this actually presents some opportunities if you are able to negotiate and get a deal that you're not going to see in the future so I think that's probably where I see a bit of opportunity there I think for existing property investors there are some actions that we need to take in order to respond for these things the main reason for doing a show like this is to make sure you're prepared make sure that your head's in the game and when you see those scary news headlines you're prepared for them and already have your game plan in place look let's wrap it up there but please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the property academy podcast really does help us get the message out to more people and hey if you are looking to buy an investment property in 2022, then you might like to come and use our service here at Opus. We'll hook you up with a complimentary portfolio planning session and that's just where you create a wealth plan like we often talk about on the Case Study Sundays and we'll be able to find that right investment for your portfolio. If that sounds good, whip out your phone, send us a text, our number's 5522, text us the word plan and we'll give you a buzz to book that in. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.